in the course of our lives, as hard things come up, if we just have a belief and a head knowledge about God, but no real connection with Him, there is a danger in that. The danger is that our spiritual lives will be stunted. Well, and we've said it before, we will truly, to the fullest extent, miss our intended life. That's exactly right. God doesn't change. Like he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And yes, when we read the Old Testament and New Testament, we see a different characteristic of God, a different outlook on him, but he has stayed the same in that. Mm -hmm. And he spoke very actively in both Old and New Testament. Yeah, when Jesus talked about him being the good shepherd, that his sheep would know his voice, he's not saying that, you know, only in that context, but that we are his sheep and we will know him and we will know his voice. For me, I imagine myself driving down the road at 90 miles an hour. And when I have that space to use some of the muscle memory we've talked about, settling, being still, right, those things. And then I put myself in a posture of listening. It feels like God takes me from 90 miles an hour driving down a blurry road to getting off an exit, looking at a map, clearly defining where I'm at, cutting through that fog and lies, allowing me to be present. And then when I'm present, I can have confidence in the things he's telling me. Hey friends, welcome to Free and Light, a podcast designed to help you experience the life Jesus offers. I'm your host, Tim Shelton, and I'm joined by my friends, Josh, Kelly, and Bill. We are excited you're here. So pull up a chair and join us in this conversation about what it takes to live free and light. Friends, here we are, part two of season two. Two dash two. Two dash two. A lot of twos there. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak French? We. Oui. No, he's, he's Sicilian. He doesn't speak French. Those are different languages and countries. That is true. That Inter- is true. I, I like to call him the international man of mystery, though. So oh, we covered you. that last season. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Where so I have, remember, I have been pronouncing his name yeah. wrong for Colizano. 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 No hard feelings. Okay, oh, we're still friends. Shelton. <laughs> That's it. So here we are, part two of season two. Just to catch everybody up in case you're listening for the first time. In part one, we covered this uh, phrase we've been trying to live our lives around this mission that God's put us on with Sequel, be still. And we talked about settling and we talked about slowing. And last episode, we talked about Sabbath. And in this uh, this episode, this part, we're going to start to unpack the second phrase, which is listen. So three phrases, be still, listen, seek well. We'll get to that. But this phrase, listen, we're going to spend uh, the next two months really answering the question, like how do we listen to God and how do we discern his voice? And we're going to have a couple really cool interviews along the way and so forth. But when I say the words, how to listen to God, all right. So for me, <laughs> so every, everybody out there is a little different. Some people just cringed. Some people like, you know, leaned in. I just immediately thought of Star Wars and the Force. Like that's immediate. And I know, Tim, you've never seen any of these movies. No, I, I have. I saw the original Star Wars. How many times did it take you to get through it? I loved them as a kid. Really? Okay. I did. Right. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I did. Oh, I didn't. I VHS. Right? I wish I had. Like, if we, if VHS. We, but then if I we had a lightsaber girls. drop right now. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I, had, I just, you know. That was so good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like when I hear you say listen to God, and some of it's my church of origin, some of it's my backpack, but I immediately think of like somebody like putting their hand on their head and their hand <laughs> out and being like, oh. mm. See, like, I, I picture like almost like time slowing down ooh. and not in a Zach Morris way, like not oh. a timeout. Like in the Matrix? Kind, Good yeah, kind, kind of like Matrixy, but then there's okay. a light. There's a light on the chosen one to whom God from is the about spaceship. To, yeah, from the spaceship or whatever. Okay. Everything else goes into a vignette and there's a spotlight. Yes, I think for me it gets a little woo woo because <laughs> I hold on, wait, what? Can you tell me more a about that? Woo woo, like a, just a little too mm, weird. Yeah, what is happening? Say weird. <laughs> she said weird. Say it clearly. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Okay. And I think of. Maybe scenarios that some of us have been in where someone says, well, God told me. So Case as, closed, you, done. as you said that, We're done. there was a part, a muscle in my lower back that just seized up from some of my church experience. Where do you feel the tension? <laughs> where do I feel all of it? Right, right here <laughs> yeah. and here and here. I wonder if there's anybody out there listening that's like, has heard somebody say, God told me about you. I just think of a Netflix documentary. Okay. Like mm. there's going to be a Netflix documentary at some point called God told me. I, I think <laughs> there's been a few. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So stick with us. Please, yeah, I was just about to say that. Please don't bail on us. <laughs> We're... If you've already pressed pause, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> You're deep. You're in deep. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I mean... It is. It feels a little mystical anyway. Yeah. And depending on your family of origin or your church of origin or experiences in life or the people in your life, I mean, it, it feels like, is this really possible? Does God actually speak? And if he even wanted to say anything to me, like, how would I know kind yeah. of a thing? And that's where we're going for the next two months. And, you know, this is a really big topic to the four of us. Yeah. Huge topic. In fact, in a lot of ways, we're kind of staking our lives on this. Yeah, this is the topic. This is the topic. Right? For us, for us. For us, right? Same for everybody. If God doesn't speak, and if we can't hear his voice, then we're not here around this table, yeah. and mm-hmm. and Sequel doesn't exist. That's yeah. just the reality of it. And so it's a big topic. Because, number one, our lives have been changed by this. Yeah. And to be clear, what is this? The intimate connection that we can have with God, where he speaks, and we listen, and we speak, and he listens, and there's this conversational thing that happens. And so... It's changed our lives. We have seen it change quite literally hundreds of lives over the last five years, and we've got had the privilege of leading them into what does it look like to be still and listen to God. And so we kind of want to demystify this for you. So in this episode, we are going to talk about how to listen to God. So this has literally changed our lives. I mean, that's, I'm not overselling this at all. I think collectively we could honestly say the four of us knew a lot about God at some point in our lives, and we all have our own stories. But deeply knowing God at like that connection level, closeness level, intimacy, whatever word you want to use, that was not the case. And three of us... Bill, Josh, me, we we grew up in church. Kelly, you came to know the Lord around 16, so you've been a Christian a long time. And all of us, we've had the privilege of leading hundreds of men and women over the last five years 
and teaching them how to be still and how to listen to God. And so here's what I'd love to ask the three of you. What do you see as like the top tension or maybe another way to say it would be the top problem that maybe you think people have when it comes to listening to God? It's like the top tension, internal tension around this topic of listening to God. Maybe it was me not being you know, necessarily brought up in the church, but I never thought that it was for me. I never thought God would speak to me when there were pastors or leaders of the church or that it didn't really apply to me as I think what I believe. Was that a belief thing? Like, I don't believe God speaks? I don't know if I fully considered that he did or didn't. Yeah, like as you're saying that, Kelly, it's interesting because I, I would wonder of our listeners out there, there are probably people out there that are going, yeah, I believe that God speaks. I've just never thought of it. Like mm. that thought of like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he does. Like mm. I'm sure he does to some people. Like, But me, like I'm broken, I'm sinful, I don't know scripture enough, I'm, I'm not high enough on the Christian ladder yes. to have God communicate with me. So I'm sure there's there's a ton of that. I mean, for me, man, like when I've talked to people, it's one shade different. It's I don't know if people know how. I know I didn't know how. And I grew up in an environment in church where people mm-hmm. were, quote unquote, speaking for God all the time, but it was speaking through loud worship music and speaking through a lot of content. It, it wasn't that still small voice of God speaking to me personally. So I'd feel personally, I, I didn't know how. Well, I feel like both of you guys are actually sharing something similar in different yeah. contexts. Oh, yeah. So Kelly... Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim asked you, like, maybe you would think God did speak, but dot, 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 not to me. Yes. Because there was somebody else, an authority figure, pastor, whatever. Yeah. Bill, you're saying something very similar. Like, there was a different conduit or spokesperson for God to you through someone and, else yeah. in a certain set of circumstances and it had to be, you know, once again, this is my there church were qualifiers of origin, for it. It, yes. it had to be manufactured in a certain environment, and it was loud, and there was a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, like, and that's different than my that. upbringing for sure. Yeah. yeah. What about you? So I was raised in more of a, a Baptist to non-denominational heritage. If you're listening, a part of Church World, you totally understand that. Did they raise their hands? When? <laughs> so good. Um, no, no. Uh, there was a um, the Word of God, Scripture, Bible took precedence yeah. in my upbringing. And I love that, but that was the way. It was God's physical, literal, written word. Yeah, That was the context. Mm-hmm. But it was never necessarily like, God spoke to me through his word. It's like, no, this is what God says. We're going to read it together, period. Sure. But it was usually someone, a pastor, authority yeah. figure, leader, parent. It was not for me either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tim, what about you, man, as you're listening to us? Hmm. From the conversations I've had with other men who have come through our experience, I think some of it's a little bit like this. Like, I'm not sure if he does speak, but I'm positive he doesn't speak to me. Okay. And that first part's okay, actually. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It could lead you to a really beautiful place. It which could, we'll get to. <laughs> for sure. And, and so I, I think some of it's a little bit of like what you guys are saying of like, either he only speaks through scripture. I think there's a lot of people that actually believe that. Yeah, absolutely. It's inconsistent with the character of God. Maybe we'll get into that in just a sec, but um, I think there are some some people that believe that. And then I think the rest is, well, if he were going to speak to me, I don't even know how he would. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then, so I think it almost like water falls into a third bucket, which just means like, ah, I'm just not that interested. And that third bucket, I think 
I could speak to that. If I'm being really honest, before the two of you invited me to come to Refresh in the first place, if I had to pick a bucket, it would actually be that one. Mm. It wasn't that I didn't believe that he spoke, yeah. but I wasn't interested because of all the bullet points below that. Because yeah. I felt I knew better. I wanted to be in control, and I honestly was. I was in control of my professional life, my ministry, my yeah. ministry life, my personal life, and also my faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my faith fits in my bucket. Mm-hmm. And I was not interested really yeah. to hear what God had to say. Josh, that's usually me on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh. When you just describes <laughs> what you've been now. Like, like I love that. Well, you know, so when we say not interested, like, it's because so many other things I think in our lives have taken yeah. the precedence. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, when you say that, here's what goes on in my brain is like, okay, you're not interested. So let's just analyze the state of Josh's relationship with God at that moment. It's about me. Oh, no. We're making this about you, right? <laughs> you then, me now. You Bring it on. You volunteer. I can take it. Yeah. Because we learn best from yes, other people's stories. Yeah. And so absolutely. That, you know, that's really a lot of what this podcast is about. But so, okay. So you got saved at a young age. You went to church your mm-hmm. whole life. Mm-hmm. You're in. I'm you're, in. You're in the club going to heaven, whatever, you know, whatever. I think as a kid, it was called the Lord's Army. <laughs> okay. That's, <laughs> a, different po- that? that's I mean, a different that's podcast. That's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're in. You have eternal salvation, right? You're going to heaven. Sure. And, and so, but the problem, if there's a problem with that, is what happens between that moment and the moment you go to eternity really matters. It's almost like, and. <laughs> and that's exactly right. And so the danger in knowing about God but not having a close connection with Him is that in the course of our lives, as hard things come up, if we just have a belief and a head knowledge about God but no real connection with Him, there is a danger in that. The danger is that our spiritual lives will be stunted. Well, and we've said it before, we will truly, to the fullest extent, miss our intended life. That's exactly right. Well, and just I'm listening to you guys talking. I'm like, okay, on my best days, I want what God wants. I want to surrender. Mm-hmm. I want to be in that spot with him. On days when I get a little lax, I wouldn't quite say lazy, just maybe more less intentional. Yeah, I want what I want. I want my plan. I'm smarter. Mm-hmm. My brain can figure it That's out. Right. My strategic can kick in. My analytical can kick in. And at that point, there's this unconscious switch that happens. And, and it probably happens for a lot of people of, well, I'm good. Why do I need to pause and listen? That's me where I'd be like, well, I'm going to do this. It's a it's a good thing. It's a great idea. So God, just bless it. I'm going to do that and like, just come on with me yeah. in this. Yeah. How many people <laughs> listening right now have heard somebody say, God's just going to bless that? <laughs> <laughs> it's also a different podcast. <laughs> We've got a few of those so far. Yeah. So let's just make the case for listening just for just a minute. And we're going to try and do this as concise as possible. Um, friend, Last year, we unpacked the practice of listening in season one. You can go back and check that out. But just just really quick, for those that are listening that are like, God doesn't speak, or he doesn't speak to me, or I'm not interested, those kind of tensions, let's just outline for them just quickly, as quickly as we can, like why this is such a big deal in kind of the background or the thought process around why we should listen to God and that he does still want to speak to us. He still wants to communicate to us. So so first, I'll start first with God has been speaking to his people for generations. We see it with Abraham and Moses and Elijah, Jeremiah, King David, Samuel, and then of course, Jesus and you know the apostles and so forth that come after him. So that's a part of his character. He's been speaking to his people for generations. Yeah, I look at that, and I, I look at he modeled it with his disciples. 
Jesus didn't do anything that the Father didn't tell him to do. And I know the example we're using there, we're using Jesus as an example, but he also said, you will do more than me, if you read that in scripture. And this blows my brain sometimes, but God doesn't change. Like he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And yes, when we read the Old Testament and New Testament, we see a different characteristic of God, a different outlook on him, but he has stayed the same in that. Mm -hmm. And he spoke very actively in both Old and New Testament. Yeah, when Jesus talked about him being the good shepherd, that his sheep would know his voice, he's not saying that, you know, only in that context, but that we are his sheep and we will know him and we will know his voice. Yeah, and I think about like that Old Testament, New Testament kind of like argument of like he stopped speaking to his people when Jesus came because he gave us the Holy Spirit, right? There are some people that believe that. Well, James 4.8 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Why would he want you to come near to God if he didn't want to have a close connection where there's some two-way conversation? Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, the, the line some of us have said around here is like, can you imagine being closer connected with somebody without actually communicating them with them? The idea of being intimate with somebody without communication, think of your, your kids or think of your spouse or think of your best friend. Like you communicate regularly in many different methods, not just one. We don't just text. We don't just talk on the phone. We just don't talk in person. There's different methods of communication. And we see that online in scripture also. Yeah. Josh, I think about, because you and I geek out on theology sometimes, Dallas Willard hmm. and Henry Blackaby and C.S. Lewis. And you know, I mean, you could go down the list, Mother Teresa and um, the Desert Fathers and so forth. They were great models of the intimate, close connection yeah. with God. They modeled it for us. They wrote books about it. These books that we revere, yeah, that we yeah. we learn so much from. And it, to me, it's like, well, if they had a close connection with God, is it available to me? You know, Tim, you said something a minute ago. You said this idea of two-way communication. I think there are people out there that when we say that are used to one-way communication. You know, I'm asking God for something. I'm pleading to God for something. But that concept of two-way communication, I think that could stretch some people. I think so too. So we're going to dive into how does God speak here in just a second. But just to kind of like summarize all that to say is we think God's a personal God. We think he cares about the details of our lives. He says it in scripture. He has modeled it for us through his son, Jesus. And we believe that he wants to speak to us to the deepest desires of our heart. And so my question for you is, what if I told you that you could hear from God at any time? How would your life be different if you knew God wanted to speak to you and if you actually learned how to listen to his voice? We talked about the tension a little bit with listening to God and kind of outlined our perspective on it anyway. But what I would love to know from you, Josh, is how has listening to God changed your life? That's a big question. In this next bonus episode that goes 45 <laughs> minutes, Josh rants and well, raves. We, about, we did no, actually, yeah. now that I'm saying that, we did cover that in season one in your interview. But just give us the Cliff's Note version of like, how has listening to God changed your life? Yeah, I think a few minutes ago I talked about that maybe I would have put myself in the bucket of people who wouldn't have been interested in hearing from God. 
just circumstances of life and professional ministry and everything going on in my own interior world culminated at one point of essentially believing that I'm in control of all of it, even despite it not going well, right? I'm still in control. And the other side of the coin is like, well, things aren't going so great, but I'll blame God for the bad and I'll take credit for the good. And so the most succinct way I could probably answer that question is that it has flipped my understanding of God, my understanding of his will and the implications of that on my life and my life itself on its head. Mm. It really does turn your world upside down. So we talk about it all the time, like following Jesus in a busy world is completely countercultural against the grain. I think of Stranger Things, the upside down, but not dark. Could it be like a good upside down bill? Could be, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Could be. But it's the idea of like literally just kind of, oh, we're going to turn everything upside yeah. down and right size everything and learn all over again. And that's something that, I know on the guy's side and probably the, the women's side as well, we've heard multiple times is that taking this journey, unpacking this principle, this, if you want to call it a practice or whatever we call it, I would say it's like the thing, say listening to God has changed everything for each of us. Guys have told me, men have told me that they have learned again, or maybe for the first time in their life as an adult, how to have a personal intimate relationship with God. Yeah. And it's through this avenue. It's through yeah. this practice. Kelly, how has it helped your parenting? It's really interesting because as I was just thinking about the fruit of it in my own life, I think for so long, I thought God only wanted to talk to me about big things, about do you want us to plant this church in Florida? Like only these huge things. When truly he wants to talk to me about every aspect of my life, all the small and all the big, not just his calling. And it made me think about a time, and actually our oldest was going into kindergarten, and I got to get away with my girlfriend. She has a little cottage on a lake. And it was winter, and we like hunkered in and, and just cozy up and really just spent some time listening. And our oldest was really struggling in that season with kindergarten. She was a disaster. And I remember calling our teacher and just saying like, hey, I'm really sorry. This isn't really typical of our, our kid. And she was like, oh, she's fantastic. She's helping everyone. She's a great leader. She's enjoying herself. And so while I was away, I was like, God, what is going on with her? And he had said, stop worrying about her outward behavior and start worrying about her heart. Mm -hmm. Like start caring for and leading her heart. And ultimately I felt like he was inviting me into discipling her. And I didn't really have him speak much into my parenting until then. And I think that's like what has changed for me is it's moved me from a a check the box kind of I don't even know the right word to say it. like I check the box like I have to do these things for God into a connection with him that has helped me understand he's really interested in my heart and he's actually really interested in me and then the overflow of that is all the things that I can do with him hopefully for him type of a thing. But it's taught me like he's interested in the connection we have so that he can transform me into who he wants me to be, including the best dad I can be. Yes. And I think we have to invite him in because I think that oftentimes we'll just be going our own way, like Bill, kind of how you shared. But when we invite him in to speak into those things, I, I think he has something to say. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for me, I imagine myself driving down the road at 90 miles an hour. And when I have that space to use some of the muscle memory we've talked about, settling, being still, right, those things, and then I put myself in a posture of listening, it feels like God takes me from 90 miles an hour driving down a blurry road to getting off an exit, looking at a map, clearly defining where I'm at, Mm -hmm. cutting through that fog and lies, allowing me to be present. And then when I'm present, I can have confidence in the things he's telling me. And that speaks to the whole first segment of at least this season, our conversation of like, oftentimes nine out of 10, maybe 10 out of 10, the listening part we're we're unpacking and referring to now doesn't happen before the be still. So mm-hmm. not often, not, not, often. not often. Yeah. It's very hard, difficult. And there's mm-hmm. the reasons are plain and clear in your metaphor of yeah. pulling off the road of life. Oh man. But I'm telling you right now, like I know the fruit of that in my personal life is I am more centered, more grounded, more focused on him, more peaceful, more present, more confident, mm-hmm. less distracted. Like all of those things that we, like, you know, anybody yeah. around the table would say, I want to be. And I find me like the fruit in my life has been the ability to love other people. That's awesome. Because I have always loved myself a lot. <laughs> uh, Kelly, would you like to speak into that? <laughs> nope. Well, you guys have known <laughs> no me a comment. long time. <laughs> and anybody listening to this is like, yeah, Tim's always been about Tim. Tim is about loving others now. I'm getting there. Honestly, that's been the fruit of my life. Yeah. It's like I have halfway loved God up until 10 years ago. Yeah. And I've really not had the muscle memory capacity, ability to love others as I would really like to, outside of those closest to me. I think I've generally been pretty good at that. But but what's interesting is when I now sit with God and review the day through like the practice of examine or something like that, or get up in the morning, spend time with him, and rather than just reading scripture, which I do a lot, or reading a book or putting on worship music, but sit and settle and say, hey, what do you want me to know today? And then he pops up something that happened yesterday isn't that fun? No, it's not. <laughs> Isn't that enjoyable? Then what happens is he starts to reveal to me the inner workings of my heart and the yeah. motivations behind why I said what I said or did what I did. And what's been really beautiful for me is the ability to understand myself more fully, to understand what he wants me to do in that moment with that person or with that situation, and then to obey and act appropriately as he would have me act. And I just would have never been able to do that without being still and listening. And so it has literally transformed my life. And the fruit of that has been a growing love for others. Again, a very long way uh, from where I want to be, but a growing love from others. So I want to ask this. Let's just talk a little bit about when we say listen Mm -hmm. to God. Yeah. What do we mean by saying that? And let's start that conversation with a little bit of open dialogue around this question. How does God speak? Like, how does he speak to us? He's never spoken to me through a billboard, by the way. (laughs) My brain is trying to compute. Yeah. My response, because I have a lot of sarcastic things, and I, know you do things, so I, know, and I, I want know. to say them, Look but I don't want to offend people. <laughs> Look at your filter. I know. Because You've we are being positive. We are loving people hey, today. we didn't say, how does God not speak? Okay. We said, right. how does God speak? I'm, if you're still with us. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things when you say, how does God speak, you know, Tim, 
Kelly, Josh, as we're sitting around the table, a thing we've all mentioned at some point is scripture. And I think when we talk about this idea of how he speaks, there's an anchor point in scripture that we cannot get away from when we're listening and hearing his voice. It is the primary way he speaks. Yeah. It's not the only way he speaks, but it's the primary way he speaks. So, Bill, the first way God speaks to us is through the written word of God, through scripture. Can you give us like just 90 seconds on why that is so important as it relates to all the other ways that God speaks as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the written word of God that we have to access and to read. That's his His love letter. That's his instruction manual to us. And nothing we can ever hear, say, dream into it can contradict that. One of the quotes I love from Henry Blackaby, who wrote a great book on hearing God's voice, says, when he speaks, he doesn't give a new revelation that contradicts what he's revealed in Scripture. Rather, God applies Scripture to the specific circumstance of our life, right? So that's like when I go to him for a tactical answer, Kelly, Mm -hmm. and he says, awesome, how did you talk to your wife yesterday? Blackaby says, when God speaks to you, he's not writing a new book of Scripture, he's applying it to your life, what he's already said in his word. So think of it as like the Everything he's ever going to say is in the bounds of the river of Scripture, right? right? It's going to mm-hmm. always stay within in the banks. To me, I love that because it also speaks to the personal nature of God. He is concerned about what we do. He's first and foremost concerned about our heart, who yeah. we are, because if we're the right people, we'll do the right things. And that's like when we use Scripture as that, those guidelines, those, those banks of the river, right? When we use Scripture as that that can take away some of the fear and, and the mystic yes. of listening to him. Because then if I'm, is it bad pizza? Was it Taco Bell? Or was it God speaking? Well, let me see what the fruit is. Let me bounce it off a friend. And then let me see what the word says. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about how to discern the voice of God. So we're going there. But Kelly, what's another way God speaks? I think our circumstances, like things that are happening. I think some of that is how he's speaking to us could be the pace of our life, could be where our relationships are. I think he uses circumstances. Mm-hmm. Josh, what do you think is one of the biggest ways he's spoken in your life? Yeah, I think part of it's circumstances, part of it's like pain or pain points. Mm-hmm. We've heard it said like, you know, like God is at rock bottom, you know, like that's where you find. <laughs> if you haven't found him yet... <laughs> He will find you and you will find him there. Mm -hmm. And so that's circumstance, but coupled with pain. And again, it flips it on its head and it's, it's not on me, right? It's, it's not on me. It's a reminder that like, no, it's his way, his workings, his model. And it's invitational. Sometimes he speaks through our circumstances and specifically our pain in our circumstances to get our, not to necessarily get our attention, but to work in and through that. Mark Batterson wrote a great book called Whisper. It's one of the resources we would tell anybody to check out as like a a 101 kind of, um, if you want to do a little bit of a deep dive on how does God speak. Obviously, the title of the book, Whisper, is a nod to the still small voice of God, which we're going to get to in just a second. But one of the things Batterson talks about in that book is God speaks first through his word, then circumstances, he speaks to other people, he speaks through pain. Sometimes we get these nudges or promptings. Yeah, and they don't always fit into our analytical spreadsheet. Also true, right? <laughs> you know, that's exactly right. And so it's the work of the Holy Spirit yeah. moving inside of us. Um, I know for me, once or twice in my life, He has spoke to me through a dream. Which, even as I say that, people are like, "That's far that's, out. That's woo woo. It's right? the force. It's woo woo. Right? It's the force." So He speaks in a lot of ways. Is what we're yeah. what we're saying here, and everything gets vetted through Scripture. 
If you just heard a uh, dog shake in the background, by the way, listener, that's that's my dog Lucy just <laughs> doing her thing. We have a here. mascot in our, <laughs> right. in our recording yeah. studio. So he speaks in a lot of different ways. Everything's vetted through scripture. But when we around Sequel say the practice of listening, we mean those things too. But what we primarily mean is listening to God through the still small voice. Mm-hmm. And it's usually not audible. Well, I'll say in my life, it's never been audible. Anybody ever actually hear that I speak now or forever hold your peace? Maybe uh, only in the characteristic of like when we say through others. Okay. We're not. Yeah. But you've I think never when you heard say audible, the voice of yeah, God. it's not like from earlier on where like everything paused and a spotlight <laughs> right. shone and then there was a booming voice. Right. He has, I felt him feel. I said feel. Everybody hear yeah. that? Hey, hey. I, I have you. felt God speak to my heart. Yes. And it sounded like a a hundred decibel. It, it doesn't that, sound like you. Right. It but was it was not that audible. clear. Yeah. But it was that yeah. clear. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. So he speaks through our emotions sometimes. Sometimes he speaks through our mind. Um, sometimes he speaks through other people, always through his scripture. And the interesting thing for the four of us is he actually speaks to us in a slightly different way yeah. when we think about the still small voice in our own lives. So, Bill, I remember one time you said, like, sometimes he gets my attention first to the analytical, but then always moves to the emotion of it, or usually. Yeah, I hate that, uh, and that's what he does. Like, I I will have a thought that is not in in my voice, and once again, we'll talk about that in the second part of this episode, Mm -hmm. but he'll he'll use a thought that is not me, and usually it has to do with, like, empathy, harmony, care, (laughs) like, caring for other people, Yeah, and that will challenge me, and then I'll interrogate it on my good days, and that brings me into, then he gets to my heart level, and so usually he goes tactic- analytical to emotion for me, but you're, you're different. Well, I'm different. And I love that because that's the way he's wired you up. Yeah. And this is the thing that when we teach people how to listen to God or guide them into the question I always ask is, well, how do you think God would speak to you? After all, he made you. That's an interesting thought. There, so, too. and then we, you know, usually guide him towards Psalm 139. Cause he talks about, I've intimately formed you and made you and connected you for me. It usually is one of two things. It's usually circumstance. Yeah. Because I just tend to mess up a lot. And so he usually works through my pain and my circumstance as I've gotten better at reflecting on that. And be like, gosh, I was really sharp with Kelly. Why? And usually it's like, it wasn't because I had a bad day. (laughs) I wish it were. (laughs) It's because, oh, there's still something else in my character that is deficient. And so he's he wants to address that. And so uh, usually through circumstance, usually through a, a feeling that I'm having, he always moves me to his word. Yeah. Always. And because I know his scripture well now, after 42 years, I don't have to go and look it up a lot of times. It just becomes, it's a part of my heart now. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, you said this. That doesn't align with that. Okay, you know, here, here we are. Um, Kelly, what's the... Like, what's the primary way he speaks to you? He is so kind. His word says his kindness is what leads us to repentance. And so my inner thoughts are really unkind. The way I talk to myself, the way I badger myself on on different things. So when I hear from him, it's loving. It's really interesting to me when I come to him, if I'm worried about something or fearful about something, he oftentimes won't speak into that situation, but he'll tell me about him. 
And so if I'm saying, you know, I'm in a lot of pain or I'm really struggling right now, he'll say, but your strength is in, in me. You're relying on my strength. And so he's reminding me who he is, which brings a calm and a peace, right? But I am your protector. He'll tell me that. So he'll tell me about his character, which are, are things in those moments I'm not thinking about. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about my situation. Yeah, it goes back to that thought where he's taking what he said in scripture and shown in scripture and specifically pinpointing the area in your life where you need his grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Josh, how about you? I would lean towards now uh, more of the still small voice, but earlier on, so back to like first experience in like refresh, I'm reminded of like, it, this is pretty fundamental, the fundamental principle in on this topic. God will oftentimes use something in our lives to get our attention, right? Mm-hmm. Versus first saying something. So we can go back to scripture for that. That That is the burning bush and Moses. That's right. It wasn't until Moses saw the burning bush and turned mm, yeah. that then God spoke. Elijah out in the wilderness, God uses these things. And what did Elijah do? He kept, he go to the edge of the cave. Nope, nope, Not yet. nope. <laughs> now I'm ready. You know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. That was me in my life. I know that was you guys in your life, you know, at Refresh, Kelly and Kurt, like all of these things. You can think back to multiple times where God got your attention with this big thing, but that's not how he will speak in your life over time if you learn how to listen to his voice. So now, again, like Bill would say so kindly, on my best days, (laughs) it's the nudge. It's the conscience, which is the Holy Spirit inside of us, the still small voice of like, hey, over here or look over there. And it's the recognizing. I was talking to one of our girls about it, where I was like, if you picked up the phone without looking at it and you hear, you know, hey, girly, what's going on? You would know that's Pop's voice. Yeah. You would just know it. You recognize his voice. If you heard it across the crowd and you Mm -hmm. heard him yell, you know, hey, girly, you would know exactly who's talking. And so it's that sheep know his voice. So there's a couple of great resources we'd point you towards. There's a book, uh, we talked about Whisper by Mark Batterson. One of our favorite books, if you want to take a really deep dive, it's called Hearing God by Dallas Willard. Josh and I have both read that. Really, really fan. Have you read that, Bill? I read the book summary. Willard is... He's amazing. He's tough. He's he's above my reading level. He is. (laughs) Yeah. So just remember, God wired you up the right way. If you like... The nice, beautiful story, read Whisper by Mark Batterson or read Walking with God. Easy, easy. Hey, come on now. Or read Walking with God by John Eldridge. Or listen to their podcasts and read a book summary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or listen to their audio If you want to nerd out, listen to Hearing God by Dallas Willard. The way that you're wired, learn about this and the way that you're wired. Um, We also wrote a book called Listen, which is more experiential. If you want to practice listening for seven weeks, Grab a copy of our book called Listen. We'll link to all these in the show notes. But here's where I want to wrap up this conversation. And then we actually want to give you the opportunity to listen to God today with us. Where I want to wrap the conversation up is how do you listen to God? Create some space in your life to be still. Find that place where you can be quiet. Tune out the distractions. Put the cell phone on airplane mode. And just take a couple deep breaths and settle and invite God in. And Kelly's going to walk us through this process in just a minute. We're actually going to have you experience this. But when you start listening, here's the thing, friend. Assume he wants to speak to you. 
and assume that he wants to speak to you in the way that he has wired you. It is often through a thought you wouldn't have on your own or a prompting kind of in your heart that hasn't been there in a while or a nudge of the Holy Spirit to say something to somebody or talk to somebody or do something. That is God speaking to you. And so what we wanna do is just wherever you're at, if you're driving, if you're at home, if you're at the office, take six or seven minutes with us here and settle your soul, invite God in and just listen because we're guessing he has something he wants to say to you. You guys may have done this with us before. You may have listened to our bonus episode or walked through this with us a few episodes ago, but first we're going to settle. We're just going to allow ourselves to be present in these next few moments. So we're going to take a few deep breaths. I want you to breathe in deeply and fill your lungs and fill your belly. And then I want you to exhale all that air out your mouth fully. We're breathing all day long, but often we're not aware of it. slowing down. Maybe your heart's racing from all the things you've been doing and thinking about and worried about, but you're settling. Maybe you're settling those thoughts that spiral through your mind. Just go ahead and take another deep breath and exhale fully. to just show that you're open to hearing God speak. We're not opening ourselves to something that's not safe. Just opening our hearts, our hands to God. And we're going to invite Him in. would you speak to us? We're inviting you here. And we want to hear from you. And 
I want you to take a moment and just tell him, I want what you want.
One of the things that rises to the surface for me when I listen sometimes is shame. I think about that moment that I failed or there was tension in my life that I'm not living up to somebody's expectations or even my own expectation. And it makes me not want to listen to God because I don't want to sit in my own failure and in my own shame. And yet, as I just sit there in that moment, thinking about, I was a little sharp with Kelly last night and was a little checked out because I'm frustrated over some circumstances that happened this week. The thing that I hear from God is, yeah, Tim, but you didn't get angry. You didn't speak unkind. And I'm proud of you. I love you. And one day we'll get to the place where this stuff doesn't even bother you. But for now, just know I love you. God's voice sounds like the voice of love. There is no shame. There is no condemnation. And the longer you spend listening to God, the more you realize that that is true. Friend, he is for you and he loves you and he has good things for you. And if we will slow down and listen, we will come to not just know that, but to believe that. It does take practice. Listening takes practice. It takes a little bit of discipline. It takes a rhythm. And we want to invite you into that through experiences like this, through our in-person experiences. You can even go to thedailyrhythm.org and check out our one-week listening experience. You can buy a copy of our book called Listen to help you for seven weeks. You can check out some of the resources that we had outlined earlier, and we'll link to them in the show notes. But we want you to know that God loves you, that he cares for you, he is for you, and he actually wants to speak to you if we would just slow down and listen for his voice. And I promise you, we promise you, that if you learn to listen to God, it will change your life.